Good evening, Bob. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going? Oh, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty good. It's hot. It really is. <laughs> Are you ready to talk about some comic books? Yes, always. Excellent. I feel like this is a, a particularly dense week, so I think we kind of need to yeah. go fast-ish. I shan't ramble. <laughs> All right, so without further ado, let's get into it. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man number 70 is out, and there is also an Amazing Spider-Man annual this week, which is a tie-in to the uh, Infinite Destinies, which is all of the stories of all of those people who have Infinity Stones jammed in their butts or whatever, <laughs> and they are... Bad this, place for that. This one is Star, who is actually kind of an interesting character. I, I liked this story a lot, and I liked... I mean, she's she's an interesting monster character. Like, she's a total yeah. dick, and I think it's kind of fun. Yeah, she's got, like, super scroll powers, kind of. She's got the reality stone, so she can do whatever the hell she oh, wants. Oh, she doesn't normally have the power to, like, turn into the thing or whatever. Like, she doesn't she, I mean, she can do that if she feels like it, because mm. she can do anything. She made all the dogs in the city love her and <laughs> uh, and carry her Walkman so that it would play <laughs> so, uh, Walking on Sunshine while she's walking down the street. And, cool. yeah, like, you know, she's abusing her reality based powers. Yes. Uh, and America Chavez made in Amer- made in USA number four of five is out. Yeah, um, Avengers number forty six. I liked it. First Avengers issue I bought in a, in a little while. Yeah, and it's the it's the World War She Hulk yes. issue, which I'm excited about. Yes, which is really has nothing to do with World War Hulk. No. It's a totally uh, individualized yes. storyline involving the Winter Guard, my favorite uh, <laughs> Soviet super soldiers. Yes, uh, in uh, in honor of the upcoming Black Widow movie that is going to have them in it. Oh, cool! That's why. Nice, because they've got that guy from. Uh, uh, no, they have Red Guardian. They I have saw Red him. Guardian, yeah, it's like yes. David Harbor. <laughs> David Harbor's playing Red Guardian. <laughs> yeah, it's been so long since like the trailers for that came out. I kind of forgot. Oh, so I, thought, good. I thought that they did like a release for it, but I guess they didn't, and now it's coming mm-hmm. out. You hear a beeping sound. Uh, yeah, that's just the fact that I've got six computers on over it's here. Your pacemaker. I don't know what that beeping is from this computer, <laughs> but I'm sure it's something terrible. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, anyway, let's see. Uh, Basilisk number two. I love this book. Oh. This is like this is like the most Stephen King book I've ever like the most Stephen King comic book I've ever read from someone who isn't Stephen King. Cool. It is I mean, definitely there's a, you will feel if you are a huge Stephen King fan, you will go, "Oh my god, this is a little derivative of the Doctor Sleep characters." Oh. But it is it's so good, and I I love them. It's like it's superheroes done the way that Stephen King does them, and their superpowers are so fucking horrifying. <laughs> like, as somebody who is a a horror film person and watches a lot of horror films a lot of the time, <laughs> this is still gross. Like, cool. I still like. There are moments in this that kind of grossed me out because one of their powers is one of the people basically makes people convinces people that they're delicious. And that they can't stop eating themselves. 
Hey. And so they just eat themselves alive. There's like a guy eating his own intestines, like screaming to stop, to like, oh please God. let me stop. And he's like, oh, I'm so delicious. <laughs> Nasty. Yeah, it's horrifying. And there's a couple of other really gross ones, too. It's it's amazing. It really is. Hmm. And it's the story of one of these, one of these essentially, you know, like evil X-Men type of characters, a la Stephen King's version of these things. Uh, out in the world who is has broken off from the crew and she's kind of a nice one and the rest of them are all evil. And evil. now there's a person trying to kill them and blah, blah, blah. It's great. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Batman. Yeah. Batman's out. Batman is basically just a team book right now and I kind of like it. Yeah. I think it's the best thing. And then there's a backup in the back of that character, Ghost Maker. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's wow, like... Wow, wow. I feel like it should be called present state because it's just like all of this stuff yeah. that pre- future state did with Batman just like happening in the present. Right. Kind of. I mean, that sounds like I'm saying it's shitty. I actually think it's a good. Point. No, it's 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 like just it. funny because I think I think they wanted to steer clear of future state because everybody before future state came out was like, this is going to suck. <laughs> this is so dumb. How oh, look at look at what they did. And then it came out and it was like everyone was like, oh, shit, this is really fun. And everything's really cool. And I love all of these changes. Yeah. And it was like DC was like, ah, ah, and they're spinning the wheel, trying to trying to reverse and get back to it. They're like, oh, shit, this fucking new Wonder Woman sells five times better than the old Wonder Woman series yeah. did. Fuck, yeah. what do we do about that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. It's it's just like that thing where it's like if Dan Didio had been in charge of Future State, it would have sucked. I know, exactly. Uh, because he would have made people do dumb shit, <laughs> he whereas this was just like, okay, do whatever you want. And then, like, it was really good when it was really good, and at worst, it was average. Yeah. Exactamundo. Exactamundo, Potsy. <laughs> nice. Hey. Sit on it. Also, also <laughs> sit on it. <laughs> Uh, we got a Batman damn trade paperback. If you like Juggalo Batman with the ding dong, you're going to love this one. Yes. I prefer Juggaloker, though. Juggaloker. <laughs> I mean, I love I love Etrigan as a so, new metal a, rapper. Yeah. As like, like Jonathan Davis. <laughs> except he's got like so lots bad. of facial piercing, so he's kind of more Blah. like the guy from Disturbed. Wha- Ooh, wha- uh, 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 he seemed to say. Uh, <laughs> he, did, he actually probably did literally <laughs> say that. <laughs> God, that was a bad book. I'm sorry. I know. I it killed me. It killed me. Yeah. Um. But we got to see what Batman's penis looks like, and, and what else really matters. And that was really all I cared about. I and could then, not possibly have imagined that on my own. I had to see it drawn <laughs> out for me by adults. And when it's and once I had seen it, I no longer needed to read Batman comics because <laughs> that was literally the only thing keeping me there. That was the was only the thing promise. that was left. It was like when when the relationship started on Cheers. I was like, "Listen, you know what? I don't I don't care anymore. Now that they're now that they're together, that was all I was in it for." Yeah. Yeah. Ruined it. Uh, Batman Secret Files: The Signal One Shot. Did not read it, but I do like the character. I flipped through. I like the character. Uh, I, I'm not sure what the the story is. It maybe it plays as like a chapter of like I didn't read it, so I don't I don't know. It's uh it 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 looks. It looks quality, like a, like like a comic book, Batman. Yeah, and maybe it'll have maybe the the reason it came out is that there was some piece of some story that is upcoming, and you'll be like, oh man, I wish I got that Batman yeah. Secret Files the signal, because <laughs> then I'd know what was happening. Or uh, you know, maybe there's just too many words in the title for me to buy a book like that. Uh, yeah, I think the signal is a bad name. <laughs> the signal is a fucking awful name. Yeah, it, it could be called Bat Signal, and it would be even better. <laughs> 
That would be confusing because then people would confuse him with the lamp. Yes, it's true. <laughs> Although he does sort of have the powers of the lamp, which is, I think, why he's called the signal. It's kind of weird. That's so fucking ridiculous. It is. I mean, even for comic books, that's kind of silly. It is. But when Duke was around first, like I was kind of like thinking he was going to be the next... Like I liked what S- Scott Snyder did. Whatever, I, I'm sorry, I'm digressing. But like what yeah, he yeah. did with Bluebird, or, yeah. or like with Harper, and Agreed. then like and all these characters are just like not even being used anymore because they're constantly like releasing like new characters. Yeah, yeah. But I thought there was going to be something with Duke, and he was going to be called like Sparrow or something like that. You know, he's going to be like just like a different bird version of Robin. Yep. And I liked the idea of Chicken like, Hawk. A, Chicken Hawk. Sure, Pol- poultry geist. I see on the wall. Perfect. Uh, I don't know, whatever. But like, I just kind of thought that's where they. And then it was like the signal, and then they gave him powers that like had something to do with like that dumb metal from Dark Knight's metal. Oh, is and that really what happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they tied him into Dark Knight's bummer. metal, and it was just like blit. Oh, that's too bad because yeah. like Sean's whole idea with with him was supposed to be to make him into the new Robin. Yeah. And then it didn't happen. Well, and it would have been cool as Robin. And I just like the idea of it, like just being a different bird, you know, like like mm. not a Robin, but like a like a a pigeon. Sure. I mean, any. I mean, a pigeon is kind of a dumb bird to be a sidekick of Batman, Turkey. but like like uh, Shrike or something. Or They've like, already used Shrike. Yeah, that's a Nightwing villain. Um, I'm just trying to think of like Hawk. No, wait, they used him too. Yeah, I guess <laughs> a lot of the birds have been used at the end of the day. Chickadee. So. Chickadee. Yeah, I do love a good chickadee. I mean, when you think about it, like a robin isn't really like a badass bird. Nope. I see them all the time. They're just sitting there looking at you. That's <laughs> <laughs> really all they do. Eat worms. <laughs> just like Robin does in the comics. Yes. He does whatever a robin can. <laughs> um, all right. We got Beasts of Burden Occupied Territory number four. Nice. All the four. Uh, and we've got Betty Page and the Curse of the Banshee number two. We've got Black Panther trade paperback book number nine, Intergalactic Empire of Wakanda part four, that series that I just did not enjoy. Yeah. And I tried my damnedest to get into it and I just could not. Yeah. Buffy the Vampire Slayer number 27, which has a really weird cover. I like it. Faith on the cover? I believe that is Faith on the cover. Yeah. They're, they're, they're angry at each other. The coloring of it is great, but also yeah. really like it's a just a weird color palette. Yeah, one of these times I'm going to have to actually pick up a Buffy book and look at it so I can see if I can figure out what's going on. But yeah, I, I, lost, I have yet to do I lost, that uh, for, since like issue eight. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, think, I, think right. I fell off fell around off there. there. They did a big crossover and that yep. was when and I, I was fell like, off. Okay, was like, done. The crossover like, did not lead me in. It led me away. Yep, agree. Uh, Captain America number 30. Nice. Something's going on in there, and I can't remember what. Craven's on the cover. Ooh, uh, in the the Spider-Man villain cover, so I think that means oh, nothing. God damn it. These fucking variant covers. <laughs> fucking variant uh, covers. I'm swearing again this week. Uh-huh, I right. took a week off last week. Now all I'm right. fuck again. Captain America Epic Collection by the Dawn's Early Light. This is classic uh, Roger Stern, John Byrne, Mike Zeck, uh, you know, 80, like early 80s, uh, maybe late 70s, early 80s, Captain America. Good stories in there. Yeah, it's like 250s era. I mean, stories I remember from my ute. <laughs> my ute. What do we get? We got Children of the Atom, number five. Cool. Crime Syndicate, number five. Yeah. 
Crush and Lobo number two. I liked Crush and Lobo number I, two. I love this book. Yeah, I, it's cool. It's, it's one of my favorite DC books right now. <laughs> nice. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I can't help it. Yeah, it's weird. Like I didn't like Crush in the Teen Titans comic, but yeah. then when they gave her her own comic, I was like, oh, I like Crush. She's yeah, cool. I'm, and uh, I'm totally into this and character. And the use of Lobo is like smart. Uh, yeah. yeah, I like it. Yeah. It's a good one. Uh, speaking of weird ones that nobody expected to like, DC Horror presents The Conjuring, The Lover, number two <laughs> of five. I'm a, I'm a fan. Yeah, me too. It's it's just a fun book. It's yeah. It's I wish really, the movie was as good. I the know. most recent movie was as good as the comic book. It's. I actually didn't hate the most recent yeah, movie. It was just all right. Like the rest of them, it was kind of meh. Yeah, exactly. I'm not, I'm not. I don't know. I don't know. It was a little too like they don't move me. And yeah. again, you know, them as heroes pisses me off. So it's yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, like they're, assholes. they're assholes. Plus, like that whole thing of like them being like you know really like. Uh, I don't know. Just like when when the power of Jesus like saves everything, I'm just kind of like, eh. Christ compels you. It's like you know, like whatever. Like I mean, did Jesus save everybody this time? I mean, they got like super religious. It's always like they, well, I mean, they it's lean all, like it was heavy all into the like yeah. yeah you there know. was definitely the devil in this one. Yeah, yeah. Because he made them do it. Yes, he as, did. That's the title. It's true. Anyway, speaking. Of, sorry if I offended any Christians. Speaking of people <laughs> who the devil made to do things. Oh. Dio, Holy Diver, oh, the trade paperback. It looks so good. It's been out too long in the Midnight Sea. <laughs> it what doesn't is, look like it, though. What is becoming of me? Uh, uh, it's a, this is a riding the tiger directly <laughs> into your heart. It's pretty great. <laughs> it uh, looks great. It does. It's I'm, Steve Niles and Scott Hampton and, and Bill Sinchevich. It's, it's a really badass. Like, it is a badass team of people doing this. It is not a fuck around book. Like, I mean, the Anthrax one was good, too, but this is like, I mean, yeah, this obviously is more my speed. when somebody says, hey, we want to do a Dio thing, you know, mm-hmm. people get, you know, I like that it, people and I like that it didn't go like super like heavy handed with the Dio-ness of it. No, it like kind of told a story that like really felt non like at the end there's a pinup where someone like really overly rendered Dio into the pinup and I was just like I'm so glad the book wasn't like this pinup yeah even as much as the pinup was great at the end it was really cool yeah uh, yeah. he's literally riding a tiger into the midnight sea (laughs) oh absolutely (laughs) and and again I I need a van specifically to have that painted on the side (laughs) oh sick Yeah. If uh, Coast City ever gets, if you want to donate a van to Coast City, I will absolutely have that painted on the side. Yes. Uh, okay. Next up is uh, speaking of surprises, uh, Extreme Carnage Alpha. I am one thousand percent sold on this book. Really? I loved this. I have it in my hands right now. I did not look at it. I like to be uh, to be fully for full disclosure. I loved Carnage USA. I loved like Carnage versus Venom. Like I love those. Like I, <laughs> I love mean, those Carnage events. It has a Carnage shark on like the second the, page. The Carnage shark. I mean, it, come on. Again, speaking of things I want to have painted on the Coast City Comics van, <laughs> like, I will airbrush. One side Dio, one the, side Carnage shark. The other side will be a Carnage shark. It, oh man, can you imagine if Jeff the Shark got a Carnage? I would love it. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> he would he would do well with a little a little venom symbiote. I so I dug this. I think it's great and I'm really excited for where it's going to go. I'm like I am fully invested in the rest of this eight part series. And so huh. that is all I will say, but it is it's 
I would say it's surprising, but I guess it kind of isn't because I do tend to like the Carnage miniseries so far. Nice. That's it. Uh, Firepower by Kirkman and Samney. Number 13. Yeah. It's out. I feel like we skipped Commanders in Crisis. Oh, yes. Well, because... And that seems important. I mean, Commanders in Crisis is very important because, I mean, it doesn't sell anymore and no one no one <laughs> reads it, but... But what is important is that we're having a big signing event yeah. on the 31st. Oh, did you skip it on purpose and I just screwed up? No, no, plan. no, not at all. Um, we can put it in here. Uh, Commanders in Crisis is for uh, is for that time, and it is all about uh, Danhausen. And yeah. we can't quite figure out why. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's there's no there's no reasonable explanation for why Danhausen. I think Steve Orlando is cool, and he probably just thinks Danhausen Orla- is yeah, cool. He does. Steve Orlando is a huge fan of Danhausen, and so he's like, and I think vice versa as well. I think nice. I, I think Danhausen's a huge fan of Steve Orlando because he's a huge comic nerd, and so. It's just, it's really funny. This is hot on the heels of his Conan O'Brien appearance, Ooh. which is really weird. <laughs> yeah, he was on Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, the podcast. Oh, yeah. Weird. Huh. So he's uh, he's coming up in the world, and uh, he'll be here doing a, doing a signing event on the 31st of July. Yeah. And it'll be fun, because I always love having him here, because he's a sweetheart, and it's super fun. So... That's the story of the Danhausen. Uh, but Firepower number 13 and Firepower trade paperback number three are out this week. Yeah. And so we now know the answer as to whether Firepower 12 was the final issue. Turns out it's not. It weren't. They just decided to celebrate it for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it was like the end of a. Of, it's, of yeah, the arc, it's the end of the arc. Which means I actually should go back and read my issues. Yes. Um, and uh, Future State Batman Dark Detective trade paperback is out. This yeah. this was a good one. It is a good book. It is. Yep. That stuff's real solid. That's a huge... And DC's going back to their, uh, their newsprint style pages, too. Awesome. Which is great. Awesome. Uh, Geiger, number four. Yep. The story continues. I managed to say it without saying it like H.R. Geiger, <laughs> which is nice. Uh, good job. Well, G.I. Joe, a real American hero. Yeah. Yearbook number two. Hoorah. Hoo freaking raw. Uh, Good Asian number three, one of my favorite books. Yeah, this is an awesome book. I didn't read it, but uh, I will I will definitely be reading it. It is very, of very course. good. Yeah, phenomenal. Uh, noir series. Yeah. We talked about it in earlier we have, episodes. We have talked about it ad nauseum in previous episodes. So Go we back know. exactly eight episodes, <laughs> and you can listen to us talk about the first one, and four episodes for the second one. And you know what surprised me as well? Green Lantern number four. Yep, they're bringing it together. It was good. I was like, what? Wait. They still need to draw that. Am I enjoying this? They need to draw the Teen Lantern normal human size. (laughs) It's literally the only mistake they're continuing to make with that. She looks like. She looks like Batmite. She does. She She looks. Batmite. She looks inhuman. But other than that, this was a great comic book. She looks. She very much looks like. a little person, not in the not in the sense of an actual little person, but like in the classical sense, she looks like a wee person she, from like like a fairy or a fae or something. She looks like a normal sized child who was shrunk. Like right. if it was like the Adam was a child and didn't shrink all the way to tiny. 
That's like it's right. literally like they they can't decide whether she's 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 the height of like a six year old, but with the proportions and developmentalness yeah. of a thirteen year old, and it just just make her bigger. Yeah, That's all they got to do to fix it. The thing about Green Lantern is I'm liking that the story is 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 clicking together, but it really gets very good halfway through when yeah. Joe Mullen is is the main character yep. and that's pretty much just like just forget the rest of them just have her that's all i mean she's definitely the the standout of this I'm, yeah. i definitely enjoy her as the main character yeah and it's weird because i think i think her design is strange yeah but it's cool and it's weird because i'm like i i'm used to it but it's like there were those things about Kyle Rayner's costume that I was like, I don't get this. Like the, the sunglasses that, that Joe Mullen has. Yeah. They're weird, but I'm like, I'm, I'm digging them for some reason. Yeah, I yeah. can't quite and figure out. she's got out. like the Janelle Monet like oh, hairstyle, which hair I love. Rules. And then she even has like a weird like hint of like Guy Gardner uniform yeah, yeah. going on. It's yeah. really, I think, but just personality wise, it's cool. Yes. Like, I just think it like Didio, I'll shit on him forever. But like, he was smart enough to be like, let's move shit forward. Yes. Like the reason why the Silver Age was important is because that's when they moved shit forward. Yep. Like, and doing that now just is a good idea and yeah i mean just joe mullen and you get like exactly if if you just look like all those people they spent so much time at dc being like oh no we've got to protect the, the protect the golden era of dc comics and we can't do this thing that marvel's doing and blah 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 yeah. and then marvel had i mean just to name one just miles morales and you watch kids come into the store yeah. and it's like Kids go, don't care about this old man Spider-Man. <laughs> Young man Spider-Man is yeah. relatable to me. Yes. And I go, guess what? I relate to the other Spider-Man. But I actually like Miles more. <laughs> I, I, the, my only thing the with Miles, Miles is, is I just... Been better. Yeah, the book is, is good currently, but I do just wish it was more like Spider-Verse. Like, I, I just wish there was a Miles it. book that was more like Spider-Verse. Like, I would buy that every month i'm i'm really enjoying the the miles book currently yeah no it is good i'm not shitting on it yeah yeah i think it's good harrow county omnibus trade paperback volume two is out very cool very cool and another thing that's very cool is the haunted mansion little golden book (laughs) which is so adorable and really awesome is that entire stack just those it is those and the Nightmare Before Christmas ones. Ah, cool. That's what we have. Nice. But I did get a lot of them because they're yeah. really cool looking. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Hellboy and the BPRD, Secret of Chesboro House. Loved it. Loved it. Uh, you know, it so it's a it's it's a your classic Hellboy two issue uh, ghost story. There's a fantastic ghost in it. Nice. Uh, really, really great uh, headless ghost. Oh, cool. Um, and then it's drawn by Sean McManus, who uh, is one of those guys that like used to draw comics in the '80s, and then probably just like went and worked in animation or something because yeah. he doesn't or do anything. Video but then games like and made a yeah ton of money because then he comes back and it's like, oh man, this is like you're infinitely better than you were like the last time. <laughs> I saw your art, which was like a decade ago. But uh, either way, happy to see him on the Hellboy book. It's set in eighties, so oh, nice. it's uh, it's cool. I love the Hellboy and the BPRD, like how they're just kind of like they'll yeah. just jump around and do it. But it's just essentially it's a haunted. There's a séance and there's a bunch of ghosts in a haunted house, and Hellboy's Hellboy, and 
chaos ensues. It's it's it was really fun. Just what part more one does two. anyone need? I need nothing more other than for it to be drawn by Mike Mignola and to be printed on newsprint. <laughs> okay. Those two things would make it Fair. awesome. But uh, that said, I don't need it to be drawn by Mignola if it's as as good as this. Hellions number thirteen is out. Uh, Horror Hound number eighty nine is out with a big thing on Hatchet. So locals, you know, will enjoy uh, Adam Green nice. <laughs> stories. <laughs> uh, Immortal Hulk number forty eight. It's a quiet issue, but it is very good. Really, really good. Yeah, it's it's another thing that just points to how brilliant this series is. Yeah, that you can have a, something that is just a conversation between Hulk and Betty. Yep. And it is compelling and just it's just amazing. It's just a great issue. It moves things forward in a way that sets up for something incredible to happen. It's great. Absolutely. And I would the only other thing I would say like I mean whatever I guarantee you like 100% of the people listening to this already buy Incredible Hulk, but it's yes. like it's like that issue where Peter David merged them all together. Yeah. It like has that kind of like gravity to yeah. what's going on uh, even though it's not derivative and not the same kind of story exactly, but it was really cool. I loved it. Cool. Um, let's see. What is after that? Inkblot, number 10, with the adorable cat that travels through space and time. Very love cool. it. We love it. Uh, Jenny Zero, number three, is out. I love this comic. I just do people buy I hope people buy it because it's so good. It's one of those no, books no, that scalpers cleaned out all of the number one issue because <sighs> there was a there was a fucking some dumb thing happened in it. Like she was nude or something. I think, yeah, they, they did something wrong. They mm. fucked something up and then they replaced the issues, but then by then everyone had forgotten about it and nobody jumped on and it was too bad. That's too bad because I still have I still have copies of the book here. Yeah, some of them might be those. I don't remember which ones they are if they're the replacements or not. I don't know, but all I do know is that it is really really good. And yeah, I really like it. It's fun. Uh, Justice League number sixty four. Yep. Cool. Uh, Justice League Infinity number one. Oh, I loved it so much. <laughs> it's literally a continuation of Justice League Unlimited. Yeah. Like it, the art is really good. It's like almost like Darwin Cook level art. Yeah. Good. Yep. Uh, it's exactly exactly what I want. It's like the Dwayne McDuffie Justice League from yeah. the cartoons. Like literally, just like is is, is uh, the Amazo from that series is like part of this and it just straight up continues that continuity and is absolutely fantastic i loved it great i'm excited about it it's good uh carmen number five of five ending the series oh, that i was just you love this one i just thought was absolutely incredible um and speaking of which here's a book that i had a real weird uh i had a real weird flip around in the middle of I started reading this and it was like honestly making me angry <laughs> at the beginning. I was like, oh boy, another story about a witch. Oh boy, they're just talking about magical things in the woods. This is so, I've seen so many of these books in the last forever and it felt so generic. And then halfway through, I was like, oh my God, this feels like Miyazaki and this is really wonderfully drawn and this is really enjoyable and fuck this book is really good. And I'm really like, I'm <laughs> really invested by the end of it. I was like a hundred percent invested in this book. So 
very strange for me, especially because of the style. You but haven't it said, is, you haven't said the name of the book yet. Oh, I'm sorry. It is Memo, number yeah. one. It is a real, it really is. It's very Miyazaki. It's real Miyazaki. Like yeah. in sort of like in the approach, it's like a combination of that uh, Cal Art style combined with Miyazaki. So it's this weird like mishmash of styles but it works really well it does like on the surface when i looked at it i was just like oh it's another um it's another boom box yep you know they kind of have like like a house style almost thing and then you get into it and you start realizing what the style is and it's like this is definitely different really special and really cool and i highly recommend it to people who like miyazaki uh, and that's that is my that is my personal wreck. Uh, let's see, what do we got here? We've got Masters of the Universe Revelation Number One. I wish I had read this. I do too, actually. Um, the fact that there's a B cover by Mignola that is just like bonker doodles. I mean, it's wait. <laughs> Now I really wish I read this. Yeah, it's I didn't even see it. Oh, it's just that somebody just colored the that sketch from his sketchbook that he put out when he was doing like a sketch a day. Oh. And it's literally that as a Is cover. It just the Skeletor? It's Skeletor and He-Man standing oh. next to each other from that. Oh. I think as he did, I think he did a few of those. Oh, maybe. Yeah. But I, like it looks just like that and they're they really are very weird looking. <laughs> Even for Mignola. They did love his his Skeletor though. It yeah. was really cool. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Uh, and Middle West, the complete Ooh. tale in hardcover. Yeah. This is very special because we have these all, they are not signed by Scotty Young and, uh, and Jorge Corona. They are, they have book plates that we will include with them that are all signed by the two of them. So, cool. So you will have a signed edition of it if you buy this version. Oh. We have five copies of it. So first come, first serve for those. Uh, but we're not marking them up any. They're sixty bucks, and they are the big ass hardcovers. That's yeah, their that is their market definitely rate. like chunky. That's, chunky that's their market rate unsigned. So, so if you want one of them, grab it now. That's what cool. I would say. Yeah, get that. All right, and uh, next Batman, Second Son, number four of four. Yep, it's over finally. <laughs> Thank God. This was a very quiet. Uh, <laughs> if you, I mean. It, it will be it will play good when when you read it along with yeah. all of the other comics that feature this character uh but it is a very quiet uh i know like, I'm... there's not a lot of like dynamic batman action in it um it's like truly like a very origin story like i love dry. smashy smashy i can't help it no i hear you Give me I, it was it was not for me either and i did pick it up because i'm very interested in the overall storyline um but yeah. it, it was it, it, if i had immediately followed up future state batman i probably wouldn't have followed it up with uh this like really wordy like yeah but you know that's what they did and i'm not gonna second guess it uh it's i guarantee you if you sit down with it it's probably very very good yeah no um, i mean it's good it's just not like if you're expecting a batman book yeah it is not it yeah. is like it's it's a family drama essentially that has Batman around it. Yeah. It's like Batman who he is and how he came to be, but it's just how he came to be. There's no who he is. Right. right. <laughs> Until the end when he's actually later really Batman. True. Uh nice house on the lake number two. I like the first issue and picked up the second, but I don't know. I didn't read it. 
I did read this one, and I think it's cool. Um, it's a good I'm, concept. I'm I'm interested in this. There's a there's an interesting twist at the end of this one, which is funny because I believe the twist was spoiled by a cover for the first issue. Mm-hmm. I think there was a variant cover that literally spoils the ending of this book. But does it involve one of someone being an alien or something? Yes. Yeah. Uh, that was kind of also in the first issue. Like they, they did like, and the reason I actually very casually said that was that like in the first issue, like you do see that there are like possibly like alien or supernatural yes. powers at there is, play. There is a thing. There is a thing that, that you see the form of that you saw the form and, of in and, a and, and twenty-five s- variant. Yeah. And I am still convinced that you do not, you have not seen mm-hmm. hints as to what is really going on. No, absolutely not. No, this is, that's like that's some sort of interpretation. So yeah, there is something there's something much weirder going on, of course. Yep. And it's yeah, I'm I'm in for the ride. Nice. Like we said, Nightmare Before Christmas, Little Golden Books. Cool. Great. Uh and Noctera number five is out. Cool. This is the end of this arc and the beginning of the next arc. Uh we have we have taken a pause in the in the two characters and we find out the fate of her brother. Uh, in this one, and it's awesome. I can't say enough good stuff about Noctera. Nice. It's great. If you haven't been reading it, I would grab the trade when it comes out. Cool. Also, there's a great Francovia cover to it Ooh. that looks like uh, it, the monsters look nothing like the monsters that are actually in the book. <laughs> he was just like, uh, what if they look like freaking critters from the movie Critters? <laughs> That's, cr- That's cool. We'll do that. Nice. Great. Just what we needed. More critters. Uh, another surprise for me this week was Ordinary Gods. Talk this one up because I know we that I'm interested to. in this and I don't. I didn't read this it. This one, but uh, I'm interested. so far, uh, you know, we're only we're only a, a fraction of the way in with our sales it's for, got, for books this week. But yeah. it's got Marie Antoinette Stalin and fucking Abraham Lincoln on the cover. Yeah, this is this book is really good and I haven't heard anything about it. And it actually kind of like I was reading it and halfway through I was like, oh, my God. This kind of depresses me because I saw that we hadn't been selling it like because we, all of our pre-orders are going through and I'm getting pinged with all the sales. And I'm like, man, nobody's pre-ordering this book and it's so good. And I was like, you can do a book that's like saga good and it can just slip through the cracks. Huh. You know, like you can just do a great like something that's just like a real high caliber book. And just because people, you know, like you can call it something really dull, like Ordinary Gods. Yeah, it's not a good title. That makes it sound like it's from IDW or something. Yeah, and then you're it sounds like, like Game of Thrones or something. Stupid. Yeah, it sounds really boring. And then, so. But well, I saw it and I looked through it and I was like, I, this has to be good yeah, on some is. level that I don't understand. So essentially the idea is that we have, uh, we have these, all of these gods, this pantheon of gods that are essentially superheroes. And they've existed through humankind, through all time, uh, and they were basically just like, you know, blood and guts would just come down and just wreak havoc if you didn't didn't give them the proper respect. Eventually, someone, the uh, one of the gods, broke free and started a rebel a revolution against the gods. Managed to kill them a couple of times because they're immortal, so they keep coming back. Their followers can resurrect them through blood sacrifices and all this stuff. And then 
there's a big I don't know if it's a big spoiler or whatever, but there's I a, think you need a spoiler on this. I think maybe we do. Essentially they created a machine to send the gods to another planet. Oh. Uh, and then allow them to like a, a base of operations on another world. And this is the beginning of the story, essentially. Okay. It's it, it's super cool. The the characterizations are great. I'm really into this thing. All right. Yeah, this is uh, Kyle Higgins, uh, who is was at one point like a kind of writing partner with uh, Scott Snyder, I think. Yes. Um, yeah. And then uh, Philippe Watanabe, uh, the artist I have seen on uh, various uh, books and I really like. So I was like, I saw the creative team and I was like, this has got to be good. But I just couldn't like flip through it and figure out what it was so i needed someone to read it and tell me what it was about now it, i'm gonna buy it it is good i'm gonna buy it um runaways number 37 is out cool oh i should also mention i skipped over i skipped over two things i skipped oh. over red sonia black white red and sonia or whatever <laughs> quite red and sonia uh and nice. and post americana number <sighs> six which it's is, not the last issue not the last issue thank god no it's not there's definitely more to uh more to come no and more last <laughs> issues for this just there, keep going for eternity please. yeah no there's a really 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 <laughs> really awesome really page it's really awesome yeah what a great book yeah um and that would be a spoiler for anyone who happens to be reading it <laughs> yes. i won't say anything okay uh savage sword of conan uh original marvel years omnibus number five Cool. Scary Monsters Magazine, number 122. Cool. Sensational Wonder Woman, number five. Cool. And guess... I, the, I think every single comic book is cool. And and the book of the week, of course, would be Skybound X, number one. Yes. Hot damn. I'm so happy about this. The only thing that pisses me off is it's only five issues. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing that doesn't piss me off about it is, like, I don't have to wait so long for a new Ultra Mega. Plus, like, that crazy Rick Grimes 2000 thing is bonkers. Oh, my God. Bonkers. It's so good. The only thing I didn't really get was Manifest Destiny, but, like... I loved Manifest Destiny. No, I'm Destiny. sure I'm sure it's great. I just I don't... I thought that I was brilliant. <laughs> I read, like, the first five issues of that comic, and then I just never oh, continued on it. This has nothing to do with Manifest Destiny. It's uh, just in the world of because it's a, it's a story of a dodo. And so it's like it's basically the story of the extinction of the dodo told as a Looney Tunes cartoon okay. about a stupid bird that goes and like there's an evil magician who is like trying to sell his his eggs and oh it's huh. it's awesome it's yeah. really fun and stupid but it's like nice. you know it's just very I mean a lot of this book is fun and stupid Oh my god Rick Grimes 2000 <laughs> Talk, let's talk about this. If you wanted to just define over the top uh, yeah. as a comic book genre, like Rick Grimes, like having putting on a superhero costume yeah. and then fighting like space hordes of zombies. aliens and space zombies and whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just totally silly. Yeah. The fun. idea is that uh, all of these characters were resurrected or were taken before they were supposed to die on the earth world of the walking dead. And they were assumed into this, uh, stellar battle. And, uh, and he's fighting the governor <laughs> again, <laughs> again, uh, only he's a space governor and he's on the side of the <laughs> he has aliens. A, he has claw hands. He has a claw hand. <laughs> there's so much insanity in this. And there's a main character from walking dead who gets iced so cruelly, so yeah. quickly. It's 
almost funny. Yeah. <laughs> but it is it's so Ryan Otley. Like the Very level much. of blood and guts in this thing is off the charts. Like it makes Invincible look tame. Yeah. It is it's it's basically what you would have expected if uh, if Invincible and uh, and Walking Dead crossed over. It's awesome. It is awesome and stupid, and it is the kind of thing you will never see again, so you need to buy this and put it away <laughs> yeah. so that you can be like, no, I wasn't dreaming this. Like when that issue of Walking Dead happened where the thing that this is based on, there was an issue where, you know, aliens and zombies sort of, like, show up. There's, like, a weird dream sequence in one of the issues, and I think they're just continuing it from that, but, like... I remember reading that issue and being like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> and then telling people about it and them going, I don't think that was a real issue of the comic. I think you had a fucking dream about it. And I'm like, no, it really was an issue of this comic. Uh, but yes, I think it's great. Love it. Everybody buy Skybound X. Yeah. Also, there's a really cool origins uh, sort of origin, origin story of for the Ultra Mega. Ultra Mega. And the first appearance in comic book form of Clementine. Yes. From the Telltale games. Uh, yeah. uh, I keep saying trying to say Marvel Zombies and it's <laughs> Walking Dead, but whatever. Uh, it's it's yeah. a the cartooning on that story is really good. I love that he just handed the reins to. Uh, what Tilly Walden is the yeah. name of the cartoonist, and he was just like, "Here, do Clementine," and yeah. like, it's great. It's a, uh, it's, it's very like, it's very Walking Dead. It's and very. It's, it's like, a Walking Dead YA story. Yeah, yeah. And it's going to be released as a as a story in 2022. So look out for that because I think it's going to be great. Mm. I'm I'm into this. Yeah, yeah. She does it. I'm I'm definitely interested. Yeah, I'm I'm into it. So we've also got. Snake Eyes, dead game number five. Dead game. You know, I think dead Rob uh, has taken it to heart that people said he couldn't draw feet because there are feet on every page of this comic book, and they are finely, finely rendered. Nice. <laughs> he loves, <laughs> he loves the feet. Now he's like, now I do feet. People now said feet. I couldn't do it. I'll prove you wrong. I'll do now it. feet's my thing, and now, nobody now. has a single pocket. Yeah, no. it's like every panel has feet in it. It's literally every single one. And everybody's commenting on how they have no place to put their keys. They're like, oh, if only I had a pouch or something. Oh, fuck. This sucks. Yeah, yeah. And and Snake Eyes, the action figure had pouches. Damn it. He was he was like it Mr. Pouch. Canon. He was pouch he was pouch guy. <laughs> he was pouch guy. There's a there was a Kickstarter for a book called The Pouch. That was uh I have the first appearance of the pouch. How was it? I'm no, it's it's just a pinup. Oh, okay. It was a cover. It was Rob Liefeld drew it. It was uh, what was it? Uh, Bloodstrike Brutalists. Okay, that with makes that sense. Michael Fifa. Uh, mm-hmm. We did that, and there was a variant cover that was Liefeld, and it was called the Pouch, and it was the literally pouch. just like a humanoid <laughs> shaped figure made entirely of pouches. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, okay, what do we got here? We got Star Wars Adventures number six. Cool. We've got Star Wars Bounty Hunters number fourteen. Bounty Hunters. Bounty Hunters. Continuing the War of the Bounty Hunters, and we've got Suicide Squad number five. I'm intrigued because they're fighting the crime syndicate. Ooh, okay. 
I like it. I have not liked a single issue of this book so far. No, they, but. you know, honestly, like you, you guys, you got to make the comic more like these trailers, like, like what the obviously like what the James Gunn movie is like. I mean, it's, it's never going to yeah. live up to it, but make it somewhat like yeah. that. This is the same thing where I'm like, make the Miles Morales comic right. like yeah, Spider-Verse. Yeah. Like, it's just like when there's this perfect version of something like. Yeah, you should. Uh, you know, just like it, it should, yeah, it should resemble it on some level, and it it definitely does not. Yep. Uh, and Swamp Thing number five, which looks amazing. It looks amazing. I have not read it. Love it that cover. Did not make it into my into my pile because I somehow spaced. But uh, it is one of my favorite books. Yep. Uh, Symbiote Spider Man King in Black Trade Paperback. Cool. Is a thing that's out. Thor and Loki Double Trouble number four, which is the sort of YA funny Loki Thor story, which has been fun. Uh, Transformers Escape number five is out. And speaking of Transformers, we also have the studio series 72 Voyager Starscream, which is really cool. It does look cool. It's a nice one. Um, Trials of Ultraman number four. Neat. True Lives of the Fabulous Killjoys National Anthem Trade Paperback. Oh, if you did not read this comic, get the trade. It is amazing. It's the story is actually good. It's not like the first Killjoy series that didn't make a lot of sense. Um, it's in the art is so good. It's so good. There are some spreads in this. Oh God, it's like, like I'll buy this twice. Nice. It's so cool. good. Um, we got Walking Dead Deluxe issue 18 nice. coming out this week. Ooh. And we've got a facsimile edition of uh, Werewolf by Night 32, the first appearance of Moon Knight. Yeah. Well, first full appearance of Moon Knight, I believe. Uh, and also we've got uh, Wolverine Epic Collection Blood and Claws, which is from an era that I really liked. Yes, yeah, early Wolverine solo series when Sylvester was doing the art. Yeah, it's from the the bloodlust and bloody choices arcs. Bloodlust being the with uh, fucking blood, blood scream. Blood scream. <laughs> That's I, so good. I loved that arc so yeah. much. He's so stupid. Yeah, His absolutely. name is so fucking dumb, but I still love him, yeah. and I love the name too, even though it's dumb. Yeah, I can't I help actually, myself. I just uh, bought a, f- a friend of mine was selling trades, and I bought uh, like a beat up, like super beat, like library copy of the uh, first Wolverine Epic Collection from oh, that, yeah. and it's got like the one where he teams up with the where it's Patch and Joe Fix It in yes, Madripoor. I oh love that. St- I love that stuff so much. When uh, you know, obviously, I love it when I think it's Claremont was the first writer, and then Peter David took over. Mm-hmm. But when Peter David took over, it was like. Just next level. It's Peter Gate. David was so good. Yeah. No, I absolutely. Back in the heyday. I mean, I, I he probably agree. still is just as good. But uh, that was a doing magic cool era. stuff, man. Uh, that I I really liked the two Maestro series that he's done too. Nice. I thought those were really fun. Uh, okay, Wonder Girl number two. Speaking of the new Wonder Woman, uh, this is outselling uh, regular Wonder Woman by leaps and bounds, at least in this in this shop. Because it's better. Um, I mean, it is. It's just more interesting because it's not rehashing the same shit we've seen 400 times. Yeah. You know, I, I, I've i said it before, but it's like, this is not the same pantheon of gods. It's not the same everything. It's new material. Yeah. So we're telling new stories here, and it's interesting. Also, really like, she like has, it. like, a really, like, at the end of the day, like, Wonder Woman 
doesn't really have like the most dynamic personality. She's right. more of like a symbol. And I think sort of the same problem with Superman and even Batman to some mm-hmm. extent, like these iconic like right. DC characters that like, I mean, Batman, not really because Batman, Batman can, does can get away with have, a lot. Like yeah. some kind of internal pathos that guides him, even though it doesn't yes. make sense long term. But, but what I love um, about it is how little it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> I think that's what's so good. But, but Wonder Woman is died just and like, so a bat. yeah, like my, my prime, <laughs> Yeah, totally. Uh, but like Wonder Woman is like her prime motivation is just like being good. And it's just like, really, you know, I don't know this. Uh, the new character. Uh, now I can't think of her name because the way my brain works. Uh, Yara Flar. Yara Flar. Uh, she's just like got like attitude. Like she just like has. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's 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 clearly like inspired by someone awesome. You know is, how like the best stories right, are. You know, someone knows someone who's that cool, and like <laughs> she's like just. But she does have. There is something to her personality where she's having fun with existing yeah. in this reality, and like the way that Spider Man, when Spider Man is having fun being Spider Man, those stories. Mm. are awesome because you you feel it yeah and and i think that she like when wonder woman was really good some of the best wonder woman stories i can think of are when she was like palling around with power girl for me okay and she's like they're doing like girls night stuff where it's like she's Mm. this out of touch alien you know like she's so far removed from modern society yeah yeah and then there's this person who's like you want to get your hair done and then we'll like i don't know make popcorn and watch a movie (laughs) and those issues and i think that was uh a lot of uh gail simone oh yeah yeah i think a lot of gail simone stuff yeah. was in there and it was yeah Gail Simone the first woman to ever write Wonder Woman which and is like just so crazy knock it the fuck out of the park yeah. too but also one thing uh, that works for me about this version of the Yara version of Wonder Girl is that in the greatest mythological stories like actual mythology which is interesting to me uh, you have like the character that like that hubris yes. of like I can challenge the gods like I can do yep. and sometimes it's like they're awesome and they're like Odysseus or whatever yeah, who yeah. like go through crazy ridiculous to to actually win and then sometimes they're like Icarus and they fly too high oh. but like uh, she has that yes. kind of anti-mythology yep. mythology which I think works really well plus she wears like cool t-shirts and stuff yep. and like is like definitely like you said grounded in like yeah, the actual world of today which Miles also yeah. uh, works on that level they should team up Marvel oh DC God. oh that would be the Marvel DC crossover I'd like to see yeah I'd read it um, also we have worst dudes number two the worst dude these dudes are so, is so bad weird. so bogus dude <laughs> dude <laughs> it's okay yeah you know, know it's like it's like kind of a toned down version of what remender does mm. it's kind of like a cartoony version of uh, of scumbag i got his kickstarter beef brothers beef bros <laughs> beef bros um which was you know okay it was yeah. cute you know aubrey like, uh, aubrey citizen aubrey yeah, yeah. Um, and I have a feeling that this is probably very similar. Yep. Um, it's, but uh, I do okay. like it's that not it's my thing. unabashedly like uh, SJW, like let's <laughs> oh, yeah. do this, yes. you know, like it's cool. Like That's what he's doing. Yeah. You know what I do? You know, speaking of actually, uh, what I really liked this week that I have no context for outside of people telling me about it, 
I liked WWE New Day Power of Positivity number one. Cool. I thought this was a great comic book. Nice. And it is, I do not know anything about these characters, about these, about this world. I know yeah. nothing about I, wrestling. I literally, like when you watch, the, if you watch the Instagram video, like I have no idea right. like, what is going on. But I know stuff. one thing about these guys and that they were a really like, that basically their whole deal is positivity and that they, I know they eat bootios. That I'm I'm familiar with their cereal, and <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> only from all of my friends being wrestling fans. Are they butt shaped cereals? They're butt. Sh- no, they're not. They're just O's. Oh, uh, okay. And <laughs> and these guys just kind of have a really fun shtick, and they were indie guys that came in and they did everything on their own, on their own terms the whole way through. Which like it, they're just basically if you're going to look up to wrestlers. These guys are the guys. They're like, nice. they're amazing. They're like very cool people. And I know enough about them as human beings to be like, oh shit, this is really cool. Nice. And this story was really fun. And it was really like positive and inspiring. And like, and it's sort of a fictionalized version of how they came up in the world. I was expecting it to be like one of those, you know, and this one, they're just going to be superheroes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. We're going to make, make their, their shtick be part of the like part of the story instead it's literally like these guys coming up in the world of wrestling and trying on different guises and all the different the different stupid outfits they put on <laughs> uh you know it's it's pretty great nice uh so into it if if you had any interest in this book i can tell you it is better than you would have expected it to be it is worth it yep cool and Wind number eight, which is wind with a Y, uh, that is out. We got X Force number twenty one. Still forcing their way. Still, still forcing. Uh, there, there's somebody who's uh, trying to fight Black Tom, who's now all all planty. He's jacked. <laughs> he's he's <laughs> he's more black. Jack Black. <laughs> he's uh, he's swamp thinged. Really, is what he is. Black. Jack Black Tom. Yeah. Jacked Black Tom. Jacked Black Tom. There it is. I found it. <laughs> you found it. <laughs> I had to wade through the weeds a little bit, but I found it. <laughs> Some dangerous weeds there. Yes. Uh, let's see. All right. And so here's the other book of the week. Yeah. X-Men number one. Loved it. I will buy this. I will read this. I am not convinced. I I am convinced. I love this idea. I I like I like the uh, I like all of the mutants on on Mars. Yep. So they're all removed, and then they send superhero emissaries. They choose a team to be their diplomatic slash superhero emissaries on Earth, and that is this team. And they have like this crazy uh, tree. Obviously, it's a treehouse because everything's a treehouse for them. But <laughs> this is a particular like it looks like the old uh, Fisher Price treehouse. It's pretty cool. Uh, all I know is that what I want in an X Men comic, this is as close as I'm going to get. Yeah, I think given so. this current thing, and so I have made myself a pledge that I will read, <laughs> and I will try, and I will open mind. I mean, um, it's, but I just don't. I think I'm just not for this current. This X-Men. doesn't give you much. Um, there's not. It's like so long. It, it doesn't. It, uh, well, no. Also, I it mean, has a mutant lawyer at the end, which I thought was cool. 
it doesn't but what it what it really is is that it doesn't give you a lot of like plot development it's a big it's extra size like what they have no excuse for that they're fighting a lot okay they're fighting a lot okay um i mean it's establishing where they are and all of those sorts of things it's establishing the 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 placement of the team and how they function and what their purpose is Uh, well, and, and I know that like I need to actually sit down and like dive into whatever is going on because I actually lied. No, it does oh. actually give you exactly what's going to happen in the future. I just forgot what was happening in the future. Oh yeah, no, there is a big there's a big overarching thing that's going on with <laughs> there's a I guess I don't want to spoil it, but it definitely reeks of Mojoverse kind of stuff. Huh. It's a real. Uh, like gods dicking around with mutants, kind of, kind uh, of. Thing. Yeah. See, this and is kind of with humanity. I was like, when Powers of X came out, and it was the Moira McTaggart deal, and I was like, this is awesome. I love this. I loved that stand yeah, behind yeah. it. Oh yeah. And then it was like immediately after it was over, I was like, I do not like this. <laughs> and then. I feel like it's like so many people do like it that yeah. there has to be something to it. And so this is this was the well, line of demarcation for me. I was like, X-Men number one is where I'm going to dive. And, and this say, is the I do think, or die moment. I think it's just the fact that it requires a lot out of you. Yeah. And I think that's the problem with You're this. X-Men. I don't have that much to give. No, I'm saying that you that you're not reading every book and I yeah. and you need to read a lot of X-Men to get what's going on with X-Men yeah. unfortunately, which is uh, was always the problem with X-Men back in the day was that yeah, they except would for do back in the day there was only 3 books. There was New Mutants, X-Men and Uncanny X-Men. I mean, and it, even the second X-Men was like a later edition. I mean, there was X-Factor. On, depending on what what time you're talking about. I mean, I guess cuz I'm sure that there was a time when you would get Wolverine uh, X-Force, yeah. X-Men. But Wolverine, you didn't need to... There were the crossovers where you needed to read right, everything. Right, right. But you didn't need to read Wolverine to understand what was happening in X-Men. You didn't need to read X-Factor in order to understand what was happening in New Mutants. Like, they were right. yeah, their yeah. own comics. That, except when they, except when it was like the Executioner song. Yeah, yeah, you know, or stuff. Inferno or whatever. Right. Like, the you follow the mutants. Like, follow the, the really mutants. good big crossovers that were yeah. awesome. Like, those were great True. stories. Um, I, you know, it's not that I don't love the X-Men, but I think this whole thing where it's like you have to read 12 it comics is, to mean, get this entire story maybe that is indeed what i don't like and you but. and you really don't it's also just they're dicks it is, they're just dicks <laughs> they are uh, mm, i mean they are they're definitely royal yeah they're definitely getting that royal vibe I, but i mean i need the x-men to realize they're being assholes because they absolutely are being assholes. <laughs> i definitely think that there's a humbling coming i mean and that's you know that's thor that's every that's every good marvel comic right is you know every every character is a dick and then they go oh shit oh yeah you know, and this is this is just that over a Hickman expanse. I mean, and that's ultimately the thing. When Spider-Man went from being a dick to being a humble guy who's honoring right. his, his uncle's legacy, it happened in, in like one, one issue. Comic book. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like oh shit, he died. That's I was an asshole. I was, so, I'm going to dedicate my life to not being an asshole. But that's not how storytelling works anymore no, in comics. I know that. I <laughs> you know can't. That. But it doesn't necessarily have to work in a way where it takes five years that's for that true. to happen. And you know whatever i 
I'm I'm sure I have stuck my foot in my mouth a million times over the course of my discussion of but this is this is where I'm 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 trying it. I'm going to yep. I'm going to really try to like find the thing that is awesome about X-Men right now and I'm going to cool. start with X-Men number 1. Nice. And we'll see how it goes. All right. Anyway, you can take that whole end of that part out of <laughs> And <laughs> what else have we got? Uh so we talked about Danhausen. We talked about those things. Our hours are back to normal. You can shop at CoastCityComics.com. We still do curbside pickup and still free shipping over $30 with code BLARG! Exclamation point. Uh, it's on the web. I'm not going to spell it for you. You can see it at the top of the website. <laughs> it's spelled BLARG. It's spelled like BLARG. God, it's like you don't even know Does how to spell it. Does it have an H? Do you not even know how to spell BLARG? Um, uh, and, uh, and that's the story. And uh, we will see you next week. Yeah. Goodbye. Bye.